This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. After watching their South Yorkshire promotion rivals stumble over the last fortnight, the spotlight falls back on Kieran McKenna's Ipswich Town. The run-in begins now, and this is the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Rich Woodward and your Chinton's pre-match show brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. We're available every week on YouTube video and podcast audio. But tonight we are live. We want to hear from you in the chat returning after the international break. Um, Wales fan, presumably, Seb. Um, Seb Brown, welcome back. Nathan Broadhead. You must be the toast of your part of the world, right? Makes no sense whatsoever. An Englishman living just over the border, but but sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. Nathan Broadhead flags and shirts all around my estate for the last two weeks. Hello, mate. Good to be back. It feels like ages since Shrewsbury. We sat here two weeks ago, or maybe two weeks ago last night, because I think I was travelling home. But it feels like it's been like a month or so. It's 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 horrible. But it's the the clocks are back. The weather is lighter. The weather's getting nice. It's the running. In the words of Flight of the Concords, it's business time. It's business time. Is the is it officially the run in? I think we can say it's officially yeah, ten, the run in. Ten is the run in, isn't it? Ten is the the run in. Is it? Yeah, I, I think th- so. that's that's unwritten rule. Okay, so yeah. we are announcing it here. It, this is running time. As we've mentioned, we are live, so we want to hear from everyone in the chat. Let's do a bit of a roll call. Gary, good to have you with us. Met him last night. Robert's here too. Neil, FBL Tractor, some of the Telegram VIPs. Good day to Michael from a very dark Brisbane. Have the clocks. There you go. We've even dealt with the clocks. Good stuff. We sprang forward, says Robert. Um, hi, Romeo. Hi, Neil. Ah, oh, Seabass is back. There you go. Finally get to watch live. Happy Friday to you as well. Ashley, Chris ran missing Picard for this. Talk to me about Picard, Seb, because I couldn't give a rat's ass. Absolutely love it. Wasn't too sure on seasons one and two. So much so, actually. I, I, I stopped watching season two for a while and went back and finished it because I felt I had to before season three. But season three has not missed a beat. It is absolutely brilliant. So like, uh, like Chris is going to do after this, I'm going to log off and go and watch the, tonight's episode. Have you watched the latest episode of Ted Lasso, Chris? That's, yes. the, most, that's the real quiz. Um, and to the Picard ch- chat, I'm going to dust off my Alan Partridge. You've revamped current affairs. Couldn't care less. Um, Mark, good to have you with us as well. Um, Zorox here. Would it be a pipe dream for Sheffield Wednesday to draw one all? And we win tomorrow. Would be hype. It would be scenes on social media. We'll drill into that. We'll talk about Derby, the focus for tonight's show. We'll give you all the insights on them. We'll also give some thoughts to how Ipswich might address this one and predictions as usual as well. A useless crap feature, which I hate. Uh, so there you go. 
Chris is back with the Ted Lasso chat. Zava, we're breathing with Zava. We need, we need <laughs> deep breaths during the running, definitely. Stephen, good to have you with us as well. Bluey, surely we can win them all. We are on a flyer. And good evening all. David Bergen's here as well. And Nick, let's catch everyone up as if people need reminding, Seb. It's been a hell of a couple of weeks, hasn't it? It's been brilliant, hasn't it? How, how many times over the last, well, for me, 25, 30 years of being an Ipswich fan, how many times have we sat here and results never seem to go our way? Mm. Multiple last day things where we're third and need to finish second and it never, ever works out. But for the last two weeks, it's been absolutely fantastic. We've done absolutely nothing since that Shrewsbury game two weeks ago and everyone else is kind of dropping points left, right and centre and stumbling. And as a result, I mean, we sat here two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And I think we both kind of said that Wednesday were relentless in their performances and they were nailed on for the title. And, oh, maybe Plymouth will have a wobble and we started to claw some points back. But now we are absolutely right back in it, aren't we? Four points off Wednesday, five points off Plymouth, game in hand. Barnsley have dropped back a little bit. I don't think the last two weeks could have gone any better from a town point of view. I guess if if Cheltenham had hung on on, on Wednesday night and, and, and secured that victory, that would have been absolutely perfect. But if you'd have offered us a point at, at, at seven. 45 when they kicked off I think we all would have taken that so a brilliant two weeks that changes absolutely everything and yeah this is going to be an epic sort of mini nine game season five six weeks to go it's going to be brilliant and there'll be plenty more obviously of of of, you know twists and turns along the way but yeah I think it's going to be absolutely brilliant. Romeo's gone believe here we're going big on Ted Lasso tonight obvious reasons I feel like that needs to be maintained maybe I need to add that to the background Romeo David um, fantastic support as always thank you for the super sticker very generous there and thank you to Stephen who's given us a thumbs up on Facebook as well the currency that we love here on Blue Monday is if is a thumbs up if you can do a super chat fantastic but a thumbs up on YouTube really helps nudge us up the algorithm thank you to Matt who's with us as well um, thank you for the thumbs up there and Tom's join us um, Neil's here from Paris um, <laughs> commenting on the political scene there Neil look after yourself um, come on Seb it's coming together says Neil um, we'll talk about the um, we'll talk about the pizza cup when we deal with predictions I think um, so we'll deal with that but your point there Seb your position was very bold and optimistic and ambitious and you know that under uh, you're the set the Channing Tatum and I'm what, what the other one is I've forgotten his name brain Jonah Hill Hill, thank you. I was going to say Seth. You Roy. can't be downbeat after the last two weeks, surely. Even you. Well, your hypothesis was um, everything has changed. Has it? Has it yeah. really? Because yeah. we are still third, aren't we? And we are yeah. still mathematically third. And even games in hand, they bring us closer, and they, they bring us much closer than we would have been before. But nevertheless, Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth are still the favourites, right? Uh, well, maybe on paper. I don't know what the odds are with the bookies. I wouldn't be surprised if we'd overtaken at least one of them, given the fact they are, you know, dropping points left, right. And since, I mean, Wednesday have taken, is it two points from the last 12 available? Yeah. You know, yeah, Plymouth were on a dodgy run of form till uh, uh, two weekends ago. They've got the distraction of the of the Pizza Cup. No, I think I think we're in a title race, personally. That might be mm-hmm. me being ridiculously optimistic, but we're five points off it with a game in hand. We've won six on the bounce. We haven't conceded a goal for, for seven matches now with an informed side in the league our key january signings have bedded in and have now started delivering so yeah i absolutely think we're in a there you, in go. A title there race you go everyone let's uh, let's have a a sip of whatever seb's drinking uh professionalism tonight isn't it water good on you uh, in terms of just quick comment on shepherd wednesday and barnsley and i totally agree with you in terms of the last couple of weeks i think ben's been pretty consistent that the level of form that shepherd wednesday and barnsley were showing 
was always potentially unsustainable. It was so positive. You know, look, you look back to Sheffield Wednesday and it's a ridiculous amount. It's, it's half 10 the wins. season unbeaten, isn't it? Yeah, like four wins in a row, but they their last defeat was the 14th of January and then 10 wins and two draws. Sheffield Wednesday had gone basically half a season. The 4th of October was the last time they tasted defeat and that was against yeah. Plymouth. Since then, 15 <laughs> wins and seven draws. So I guess the surprise, Seb, is the teams that managed it unsettled Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday, less so the fact that points were dropped, right? Yeah, I mean, well, also, I, I was very torn before Barnsley faced Wednesday, and I kind of thought Wednesday had gone, I'd be quite happy for them to beat Barnsley, and obviously, you know, therefore, they extend their reach over us and, and, and keep Barnsley a bit firmer back, but the way it's worked out has been so much better, and then, I mean, I sat here two weeks ago and said, I would do this show topless if Plymouth <laughs> dropped points against Forest Green. I probably would have made the same stupid Whoa. prediction had Wednesday been going there, because there was no way I could see that that was ever going to happen, and pressure does funny things to sides you know we've seen it in the past that that you know when when the going gets tough you want that kind of calm demeanor i guess on the touchline that we've got with with mckenna wednesday are a huge side they are an aging kind of squad you know the hills beside can be you know we saw it when we went there they can be loud and vocal and get on the players backs and i just think sometimes pressure does do strange strange things and can throw up the odd result like Forest Green against Sheffield Wednesday, like us against Crew in 1999, you know. And 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 as a result of that, I, I just think the way we're playing, we're the form side in the league, we're the best side in the league. And if these guys want to keep dropping points, happy days. We must make sure yeah. we're there to, to 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 take full advantage of it. You know, all we can do, I guess, is look after ourselves. But compared to, to two weeks ago when we we last sat here, I really do think that our position has been so much stronger. And I go into these final nine games really confident now. There you go, Neil. Best international break ever. Barnsley fans must be raging. Seabass, my chef for Wednesday season ticket holding mate is not feeling confident at all, begrudging the lack of transfer activity for them in January. We did talk about that, Seb, and it feels like we're the only team really in the top four that strengthened in January, and it's working really well, isn't it? When you consider the contributions that all the players have made, particularly, I guess, underrated at the time, but has been a real key player the last few weeks, Massimo Luongo. All four signings have, been, have enhanced us, haven't they? Absolutely, and they've bedded in now. You know, they were yep. longer, didn't make an appearance for two two months, whatever it was. You know, Hurst took a while to get going. Broadhead wasn't amazing. Was it Cambridge? Either his second or third game, he wasn't amazing. But look how crucial they are now to us. You know, we done the did the work in January, got the signings in relatively early. They've had this kind of bedding in period. I mean, Broadhead must be his confidence must be amazing, having gone away with with Wales. Yeah, exactly. He's gone away with Wales. Obviously, read out for the people on the podcast. Though. So sorry, so Zorak is saying that Broadhead hat trick tomorrow, which obviously would be an, an, an incredible. But you know, he's gone away with Wales, scored his first international goal, an equaliser in the ninety, where it was ninety second minute, away to a tougher uh, opponent in Croatia. So these January signings are really now bedded in; they're fully up to speed with the way we play football. And like you just said, even the one which was kind of a box ticking one on exercise to get Luongo in to cover the central midfield positions, he's turning out to be absolutely crucial. So mm. whilst our other sort of kind of competition have faltered a bit with the business they did in January we've taken full advantage and I think now we're going to start to see that kind of bear fruit horse holler yeah great shout this fair play to you when I suggested a couple of weeks ago this was in the comments one of the pre-match shows um I sent a terse response I'd say more of a uh, more of a questioning response but never no, you were you were horrible to him you were you were really mean <laughs> online were. bullying yeah. uh, where's your evidence well your evidence is manifested after the comment to be fair horse holler but it is a fair question and at the time, none of us saw the, the wobble that Shepherd Wednesday have had. No. We expected the points to maybe drop here and there, but the Forest Green one certainly um, 
definitely set the cant amongst the pigeons. So hopefully, horse Oliver, that sample data increases over the next few weeks. Um, the, here comes when the fun stops. Stop everyone. But Rob Holmes uh, was second favourites for promotion after Sheffield Wednesday with the bookies. Chris here, um, bookies of Wednesday, very narrow favourites over us, and Plymouth equal for the title but as Romeo says as you said Seb we just need to keep winning don't we yeah uh, let's briefly talk about ITFC women um I've done a preview pre-match show special with Kieran Stanley from the media team at ITFC women a massive game for them at the AGL arena on Sunday against title rivals Oxford that show available now um check our feeds our Twitter it's linked to there if you are in the Suffolk area on Sunday Please do get down to the AGL Arena and support the team. £5 for an adult. I think it's a couple of quid for kids. You can get your tickets on the turnstile. Make some noise. Potentially the great situation of two Ipswich Town teams hunting promotion down in the next few weeks. So really exciting stuff. Really good insights from Kieran. So give that a watch and give the team your support. I know um, not everyone wants or is keen to get involved in women's football, but it's, it's another Ripstish Town team. If 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 it's anything, it's that. So um, give the track to girls your support, and yeah, that show will give you all the in- insights that you need ahead of the big one on Sunday. Ian's with us as well. Good to have you here, and Lee. A lot of continuation of a similar theme here, Lee. We just need to keep doing our business, and what will be will be. Well, let's have a look at the team who will be trying to stop us. Oh, horse holler. No, it's fine. Um, just kidding, boys. No. Seb has called me out on it and quite right to the host gets a little slap on the wrist. Let's talk about Derby, Seb. They'll be looking to stop us on Saturday. A, a big team as we are, as as Bolton are, as Sheffield Wednesday are, etc. Another one of these teams that probably shouldn't be down in this level. Season probably a little bit tough to forecast at the start because of the turnaround in playing staff. Yeah. Liam Racina coming in there. And maybe first season down here, as we know, is going to be a struggle. But they are in and amongst it, aren't they? They are just about, yeah. So obviously we did the pre the preseason preview show with Gab, and we were really unsure where to play Star because, like you say, at that stage, I think they had like half a dozen players, if that didn't they? And there was, you know, the takeover was still going through, huge turnover, a huge fallout from the from the relegation with the uh, with the the points deductions and the you know the failed takeover attempt, and then Mel Morris finally leaving. So it was really hard to place what they were going to do. I think I predicted them for six. I think I thought they would just about scrape the playoffs, um, given the fact that they were. Pride Park's a big, you know, a, a, a big crowd can be a hostile place to go. I thought their home form would probably be quite decent, and I kind of figured that they're one of those clubs who I always think are a little bit jammy. Maybe <laughs> I kind of have this this criteria. There's no logic behind that whatsoever. I just when I think of Derby, I kind of think sometimes they often fall the right side of things sometimes. So I kind of thought they might gate crash sixth, and that's exactly where they find themselves at the minute. I mean, it wasn't that long ago they were coming at us like an absolute steam train. I think mm. they had a couple of games in hand, and we were starting to get a little bit concerned, thinking could these guys ever take us? But they have fallen away in the last kind of month to six weeks or so. So they're currently sat in sixth, 64 points, one point ahead of Peterborough who are in seventh who are closing in on them. Also, it was a huge result for Peterborough last weekend against them. Uh, Peterborough hunting them down as it stands at the moment. Played 38 games, won 18, drawn 10, lost 10, 59 goals scored, 39 goals against. 
Their form in the last six, like I said, hasn't been that amazing. It's 16th in the league with two wins, a draw, and three losses, and they've lost their last two. The Peterborough game I mentioned a minute ago, and that surprising result against Fleetwood two weeks ago at Pride Park, which I guess has given us really, you know, real, real hope for tomorrow because no one that's it's, it's not all the levels, obviously, of Sheffield Wednesday, Forest Green, but I don't think any of us would have predicted Fleetwood going there and getting a uh, getting a result. No, but there's definitely, as you said, things we can take from that. And and the Peterborough game in terms of how they set up their defence, um, I, I was surprised at how easily Fleetwood, this for the second goal, got in behind Derby. And we we know that's a strategy that we like to deploy. So the pace out wide, you know, the likes of Davis, Clark, Burns, that, that will be a real threat for us, I think, potentially, if, if Derby played the same way as they have the last few weeks. I mean, you mentioned the, the home form. It is... It is pretty strong, as you'd expect. Good. It's a bit of a fortress. You pack it full of people. It's going to be a difficult place for most teams at this level to go. And 40 points from 19 games is the fourth best. But it's probably the record against the top six, Seb, that is the most telling for us. Talk to us about how other teams in the top six have got on it. Pride Park. Yeah, it's, it's not that amazing overall, but at Pride Park, it is pretty strong. They lost to Plymouth, they drew with Wednesday, but they beat both Barnsley and Bolton. So, yeah, they're, they're very much a home kind of side. I mean, you can't ask for more than 40 points from 19 games, over two points per game, can you? Especially given the uncertainty and stuff they had at the start of the season. So it's very much their their home form, which has kind of seen them maintain that that playoff charge. And their, their record against the top sides at Pride Park is is fairly decent. It's, it's away from home. They tend to struggle more. As yeah, and that was last some- weekend. There'll be some stats that we we pull out on certain players about home and away form shortly, but let's talk about that defeat at Peterborough because it definitely felt like the the kind of cliched game of two halves. Yeah, but the goals that they conceded not great. I mean, well taken goals, but to me the defence was a little bit static. They were definitely caught by balls in behind and it looked a little bit chaotic, Seb, but talk to us about the pattern of the game and maybe what we can read into that. Yes, it was a 2-0 defeat at at London Road, but like many of their games, if you look at the forums and kind of listen to the the, the fans on Twitter and stuff, they're they're pretty pretty strong in the first half of games. They just seem to tail off quite badly in the second half, and that's exactly what happened against Peterborough. So the first half, Derby, all the stats were kind of dominating, and then Darren, who's the manager there? Darren Ferguson's back there, isn't he? Yeah, he made a change. He went to a three-at-the-back system. They brought on Butler for, for Peterborough. Went to a three-at-the-back system, and, and that completely changed the game. I mean, Derby still finished with the, the better stats. They had 58 possession, 13 shots, five on target, only created one big chance, eight corners, so decent sustained pressure, but they just couldn't put the, the ball in the back of the net, and they were caught out by Peterborough twice. And that's a really bad result for them because, like I said, you know they've tailed off a little bit. At one point, they were fourth, hunting us down, dropped down to fifth, and now they are kind of hanging on a little bit and you've got Peterborough who are on a decent run of form you've got Wickham not too far outside it either and they are really now clinging on it's it's not what you want do you, do you remember 14-15 we went into this kind of run and we were kind of limping across the line and there were some performances yeah. that weren't amazing and that's not what you want this time of year is it you know you want those kind of confident performances where you go out and really kind of set out a marker to the rest of the table this is what we're going to do this is what we're all about and as we saw in 14-15 when I remember going to Huddersfield with you and we were crap that day we lost 2-0 or 2-1 or something we were rubbish and we kind of limped across the line got in the playoffs and you know we, we didn't really pull up any any trees apart from maybe a 20 minute spell in the, in the first leg against Norwich and that's what they won't be wanting to do you know, if they keep this up, Peterborough are going to overtake them because that, that Peterborough side is always going to have goals in it given the players they've got. And Derby at the minute are just on the wrong side of a bad run of form, aren't they? 
a lot of people in the chat worried about that Peterborough away fixture as well. So chimes yeah. with your thoughts there. I mean, Michael yeah. here, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with this very briefly. We'll, we'll talk about Paul Warren in a second, but Michael's suggesting that Derby might play with a high press and a low block. I, My experience and my conversations with Derby fans is that they don't play with a low block. I think maybe their best bet against us would be to do that, but I don't think they have the players or the mentality to do that. But Seb, that's probably where Paul Warren would probably like to go from our experience with watching his Rotherham teams, you know, comprehensively deal with us in previous league one seasons. That's what we always knew from a Paul Warren side, wasn't it? You know, you knew they were going to turn up, be organized, press high, frustrate you, be disciplined, be physical. You know, some of those Rotherham center halves over the years were absolutely huge against us. And that's the kind of football that Paul Warren plays. You know, he's not a free flowing, attacking Kieran McKenna style of, of manager. He's much more in the Darren Moore kind of mold, isn't he? Of being, you know, hard to beat, resolute and kind of, you know, look to build from the back and make physical. it tough for the, yeah, physical, make it tough for the opposition, dominate physically and, uh, and yeah, take advantage that way. So I don't, he's not the kind of manager to get sides playing free-flowing football, I wouldn't suggest. Let's talk about the, the record against us. We obviously remember the the game at Portman Road back in October. Um, oh, third kit gate, do I, shall I call it that? Where I was a little yeah, bit so, miffed about the, us wearing yeah, I, that. I, I, wasn't, I, wasn't I, don't, I think I care less and less about it, but probably played them at the right time. There were a few injuries. I think Hurahan and McGoldrick both came off the bench in that one, which I think helped us. But... You know, I think we deserve the victory. Um, yeah. Wes Burns with a little bit of help from Caden Jackson being a little bit profligate and then and a missed penalty as well. But I think we just about deserve that one. And, and again, uh, if noting Horseholler's point earlier about samples, sample data, more proof that the sky curse is maybe not as bad as we think as well. Yeah, maybe. I mean, under the lights, it was a great, a great atmosphere. I wasn't there. I watched it on on telly with it being a Friday night game. I remember all the pyrotechnics before the before the game, and the the, the black shirt was being worn. And we fully deserved that that victory. It could have been more with Jackson's Jackson's penalty. And yeah, I, I did. I, you know, I, I didn't think they were that amazing. But that was actually the start of a really good run of form for them. I remember Curtis Davis going off injured, and they kind of did a bit of a, a reshuffle in the back line that we'll discuss when we go through their squad. And after that game where they lost to us, they actually went on a fifteen match unbeaten run. Uh, and I think that was the time when we started to wobble a little bit in kind of, you know, latter November, December time with the the, the, the likes of the, the Charlton game, for example, um, the Fleetwood late equaliser. And I think that's the time we kind of thought they were hunting us down a little bit. But on that night, we we fully deserve to win. And our record at Pride Park is, is pretty decent as well, isn't it? You know, in, in, in recent years, I can remember we always seem to go there under Mick and just win one nil. I think I can remember two or three occasions of us doing that. So our record there is pretty decent against them as well. Yeah, Luke Varney's on Cocoms for yes, iPhone yeah. tomorrow, and he scored he a long ranger, fifteen sixteen. Yeah, there's the Waghorn corner to Callum Connolly to bundle in seventeen eighteen, where we snuck that one. I mean, in fact, the the most recent um, game between the two sides of Pride Park was a two 0 win for Derby, but that was that was the eighteen nineteen season against Frank Lampard's Derby with goals from Joe Ledley, who I couldn't even remember playing there, but he obviously did. Yeah, I remember, yeah, and Tom I Lawrence was there at that point as well. Yeah. So. But yeah, as you say, our record, they're generally decent. And overall, head-to-head record town, generally on top, 37 town wins to Derby's 29 with 22 draws. So it is a fixture we've got the, the just about the bragging rights on. Remind us a little bit about the situation with Derby last season and talk to us about 
Paul Warren as well. We mentioned him already, but let's just rattle through that quickly. Yeah, so relegation, we all know how it went for them last season. Two separate point deductions totaling, was it 21, 22 points, I think, in the end for their various financial kind of misdemeanors. The takeover went through in the summer. So Rooney takes them down and this kind of this massive clear out of the established players. Waghorn, I think, got released. Tom Lawrence went to Rangers on a free. They have a huge clear out and they're left with half a dozen players going into this preseason. Local businessman David Clowes buys out the buys the club and they're under various EFL kind of embargoes and you know various rules about who they can and can't sign and fees they can spend and salary caps, that kind of thing. And then they appointed Liam Rossini, didn't they, as an interim manager. I think was that the that was, I think that was on the official statement as well. They kind of said, This is our interim manager. And a few, a few of us in the Telegram group, it might have been you actually, kind of pointed out that doesn't really exude confidence in your new appointment, does it? So it was no real surprise about six weeks into the season when suddenly Paul Warren rocks up with pretty much all of Rotherham's backroom staff as well. He brought just about everybody with him. And uh, and we all kind of thought then, right, well, thankfully we're gonna play these guys in about a month's time, and that's probably a much better a time to be playing them than after he's had a January transfer window and might be able to do some stuff in the market and yeah I think we were quite 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 relieved that we were getting them out of the way early before he could really kind of instill his his tactics and his philosophies because we all we all know what kind of sides he, he produces Rotherham schooled us at least twice I can remember since we came back down you know I remember there was a 2-0 defeat under the latter end of Cook's reign at Portman Road where we didn't even lay a glove on let's yeah. be honest did we you know they absolutely absolutely bullied us he's been there since September he's managed 36 games 117 drawn 9 lost 10 1.67 points per game as we've said he's best known for that time at Rotherham lower league playing career the likes of Wigan Mansfield Oldham Yeovil and he played for Rotherham and obviously we all know he's a he's, he's, a, he's a Norwich fan which which massively goes against him I quite like him personally I find him quite charismatic he, he's kind of he's his interviews can be relatively kind of, you know, good fare compared to some of the generic stock answers you get from managers these days. So I, I, I don't mind him apart from the fact, obviously, he's got awful taste in, in football clubs. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure. He's charmed you, has he? He's charmed you. I'm not, I just, I'm think, not he's, I just think he's a bit different. You know, I think, he's, uh, yeah, look, he's, he's a nice guy. I just, in terms of football um, and a little bit of, there's some disingenuousness about his press conference pre-match. He's he's definitely trying to a lot of he's what the Cowleys do. Well, they're, they're, kind of they're the underdogs, to according to him, apparently. Aren't they? The underdogs yeah. at a full Pride Park, apparently. Yeah, oh, all the mind games were coming out in that oh, interview. There you go. I'm pulling at these strands. I thought you liked him, mate. You just chucked him under the bus. Let's move on. Let's move on. A lot of good chat about Derby memories. Do you want to give us your one? There's um, my there's... Oh, my my one is the four all. I was there. There you it go. Was, there you go. Yeah, four one up at half time. I think it was Creswell Murphy with a couple. I think, and yeah absolutely bizarre and then yeah as the game went on and on i think steve mclaren had been appointed but wasn't yes, involved he was and he in goes stand, down at he? half time to the dressing room and performs a tactical masterclass, and obviously we end up yeah drawing drawing four all that's my overriding memory and then that's the other one i was going to mention i saw neil put in the chat we were there weren't we i don't i still don't think i've celebrated a goal as much <laughs> or did that one there were what do the kids say is it limbs there were yes. there were limbs everywhere limbs. we yeah. We fell forward about three or four rows. Yeah, that was an that's the ultimate smash and grab. We were shocking on that day, and Loach saved a penalty, and they should have been out of sight. And then, yeah, Edwards just gets the freedom of the pitch, advances, and absolutely smashes one in the bottom corner, and we went nuts. So, yeah, yeah they're my two I, I, overriding memories. FPL Tractors mentioned the the one or draw at the end of the 2000-2001 season where we were mm -hmm. going into that game still mathematically with a Champions chance League. of yeah. Champions League, if you can remember that far back, folks. I, I remember finishing the season 
Matt Holland's last game. Was it 4-0, 4-1? Scored with his last kick of the game, didn't he? Yeah. We drank about 20 VK oranges that night, didn't we? That's that's how we roll. That's how we roll. Let's yeah. move it on. Um, drink responsibly, kids. How does Paul Warren set his team up? Because I think traditionally we'd expect to back three, but you suggest there's a little bit of experimentation here. Well, they're, they're limited, aren't they? The squad isn't the biggest and they can't really do much business. They only bought one person in the January window and it was a midfield appointment. So he's kind of working with, with what he's got. The Rotherham sides were always three big physical centre-backs that he kind of likes to mould his team around. However, very much it's been a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3 at Derby. Kind of just all you do is advance the, the central midfielder a little bit. But like I said, that's very much... I'd, I'd be surprised if they if the if the shenanigans of the, the, the fallout of the... the If the fallout of the financial stuff is resolved this summer, and they're allowed to go out and kind of you know spend what they want to spend. I wouldn't be surprised if all of it returned to a kind of a back three system next year with some real big six two six three centre backs to kind of you know build from the back. But it's a a four two three one or a four three three at the moment. And one arrival in January, Harvey White, who had a pretty good game by all accounts. Pretty unlucky not to get a penalty last week at Peterborough. I mean, the main players to we'll kind of go through the squad in kind of positional order, shall we? So let's Joe Wildsmith at the back. Um, 15 clean sheets says here Seb nine at home uh, this, yep. this is this trend of dominant stats for home performances versus away um, uh, Aaron Cashin is probably the name that most he's, people know as well do you want to tell us yeah him? he was I thought he was excellent against us at Portman Road he's the next big thing I mean if they don't go up surely he'll be off to mm-hmm. the, the Premier League Republic of Ireland under 21 international I'd imagine he'll be off to the Premier League and then probably get a loan back to the to the championship we were discussing it weren't we in the telegram group earlier is he one we might have an on if we were to get promoted but I think the money he'd go for he'd be out of our league yeah yeah he'd go to a kind of mid-table lower to mid-table Premier League side who would then presumably loan him back to the championship for a year or two of a experience a bit like Brian did with Matt Clark and stuff you know this kind of thing you do to try and develop players a little bit he's the the main guy at the, at the back Joe Wilds is the keeper like you just said uh, 15 clean fifteen clean sheets nine at home he's scored four penalties so far this season all of which came in a crazy two week <laughs> spell uh, in back in October one of the last one was the, the Caden Jackson one I remember saving two from McConville for Accrington as well so yeah building from the back you've got the two fullbacks Corey Smith and Hayden Roberts Smith's the right back Roberts is the left back Cashin will be partnered in the back by Craig Forsyth he's the guy that kind of shifted inside so he's been at Derby for age I think he's like eight nine ten years or so he shifted inside when Curtis Davis got injured uh, and kind of cemented a place in the in the back line so that'll be the back four and the keeper and then the midfield is well Connor Hurahan, who I've described in the past as a bit of a cheat code, I think, at this level. I was surprised when they signed him because he was at Sheffield. He missed a penalty for Sheffield United in the playoffs last year, didn't he, In the against Forest, I think it was. So I was surprised he ended up going to, to Derby. I thought he'd easily do a level at the you know the, the, the championship level, but they, they signed him in the summer. He'll kind of sit in the midfield, bit of a box-to-box. Seven goals, nine assists so far in 36 appearances. Six of those seven goals have come at Pride Park. So again, more ammunition to the fact they are very much you know a kind of a, a home side. And Max Bird will sit alongside him. He's come to the academy, kind of survived the, the fire sale that went on with the administration and the various kind of takeover bids. He'll sit alongside him. He's the more defensive of the two. He'll kind of sit back and allow the likes of Hurahan to, to get forward a little bit. 1.6 tackles per game, 1.2 interceptions per game. He's recently back after an injury and he's kind of the main guy in midfield next to next to Hurahan. Lee and Rob have given shout out for Mendes Lang, Pacey, 
and powerful. Yeah, dangerous, winger. powerful, pacey. Seven goals and seven assists so far this season. Wasn't that amazing? I don't remember him against us at Portman Road, but very experienced at kind of you know championship level. He'll be the uh, he'll be the one on the on, on the right hand side. I think we've lost Rich. I have no idea. No, what happens now. Just my camera. Oh, you are there. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, he's the he'll be kind of playing down the, the the right side. The left side is a bit more up in the air. The kind of left of the the forward options. Lewis Dobbins got three goals and four assists in thirty six appearances. But Tom Barkhausen might well come in. He's been more of a bench option in the last few weeks. He's got four goals and four assists in 34 appearances. Ex-Preston, so again, another one of these players that's very experienced and has kind of dropped down. He might well be one that comes in on that left-hand side. The number 10 was Harvey White last week out. He's the guy that joined from Spurs on loan in the January window. But Jason Knight is back from international duty uh, with, I think it's the Republic of Ireland. He's back, so I'd imagine he'll probably come back in and he's the one that might play a bit more advanced in the kind of the 4-3-3, making it into a into a 4-2-3-1. And then we have the striker, our good old yes, friend, Classy. You can still find him. Yeah, Mr. McGoldrick is still going. Uh, he's going very well, actually. 16 goals in the league so far this season. Three hat-tricks. Uh, 14 of his 16 goals have come at Pride Park. So, you know, he's, he's, he's having a great Indian summer to his career. Five assists. He missed a couple of games a couple of weeks ago. And we kind of thought, oh, hang on. I remember me, Ben and Dave, I think he was, discussing it on the flagship. We kind of said, we all know what happens if McGoldrick misses a few. You know, that can a, a little knock can suddenly become a two, three, four-week kind of timeout. But he's, he's back in. He started last week against Peterborough and he's kind of the, the the main man who will lead the line looking for the for the goals but if he doesn't then James Collin who's probably much more a Paul Warren striker I would suggest you know big physical player he's kind of the other option up front the signing from Cardiff I think it was nine goals in 34 uh, appearances four of the nine at Pride Park he's the other option in case McGoldrick is you know doesn't does, doesn't make the selection and he's the guy they'll, they'll kind of turn to for the uh, if it's not going well off the bench in, in the second half did you quote the number of goals that McGoldrick scored at home versus away, yeah, for, by the way? Yep, 14 of the 16 have yeah, come at home. Crazy yep. that. Yeah. Um, and and that you know it sums up Derby season. It's it's crazy the amount of the, the the swings, and we'll talk more about that in terms of the, the stats towards the end. But McGoldrick, if anyone, and certainly Huran as well, just typifies this this difference of um home versus away form. Uh, do you want to give us the details of other players that might make a prince? Barkhausen is a name that probably people know. Yeah, like I said, he's the guy that might come in on the left uh, instead of Lewis Dobbin. He might, you know, he's been a bench option in recent weeks, but he might come in and, and end up in that kind of left forward kind of role. They've got a few injuries. Tony Springer is on loan from Norwich. He's been announced today that he's out. He got clattered by cash in training on, I think they said it was Tuesday. So he's, he's, he's out of the picture for this weekend. He's back. There you go. He's back, thankfully. I, I was really worried you might have left the entire recording and I've got no idea what I would do <laughs> once I finished the script. So thanks for, thanks for returning. James Chester, they bought in a very experienced centre-back he's out injured he's not featured since October he's working his way back but um but yeah he, he's not one that will be be around Curtis Davis is now back from injury but it's kind of the 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 backup kind of the centre-back option he's 37 38 years old so time is not against him and Richard Stearman is still there those of us that remember find him yeah the crunching right back who joined us in the in the, the, like the year mix saved us I would have loved to have signed him yeah really really good player he's there but he in the in the kind of more mold of Shawnee Aluko he's taking on a performance analysis kind of role for the first team there so they have got a few a, a few injury issues that's why like i say you know it must be hard for Warren to do what he wants to do but working under these kind of constraints a few comments here um knight played very well against france says david yeah he'll come back in uh, Stephen talking about the aging team no wonder they struggle second half yeah great shouts 
bring on our subs will win it for us when they tie. Yeah, great shout. Horse holler in what minute do we think Morsey will get carded for flattening Didzy? <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's playing air. Yeah, he can play with the uh, uh, the pressure off again now, can't he? Yeah, he'll definitely smash into Hurrahan within the first 10 minutes. Let's uh, let's deal with the, the Stephen's point there on, on age before we deal with the other stats. You've, you've mentioned here, Derby, you have the second highest average age squad in the league but probably more stark for me is there's no players in the derby squad at least from the data that i could find between the ages of 23 and 26 which is kind of your peak for outfield Mm. players at least getting towards peak whereas they've got 10 players who are 22 years and younger and 13 players who are 27 and older this is weird kind of yeah gap this chasm of age in the squad yeah. whereas itfc we've got nine players in our squad between 22 and 27 it's a really weird one but it's got someone mentioned that the home form if you're an academy player young player gives you that boost doesn't it but it's also true that if you've got an aging squad they're going to tire as well it's it's kind of yeah very random lopsided squad isn't it very much so, yeah. In, in, in the summer, the business they did was very much kind of dad's army looking to... Uh, cheers, Andy. Yeah, thank you. Please do hit the like button. Yeah, it was very much kind of dad's army kind of babysitting the academy prospects that weren't snapped up by by other clubs. And it explains exactly why, you know, they can't press for, for 90 minutes and why they do fade badly in the second half of games. You know, I've just listed Curtis Davis, 38, Richard Stearman, 34, McGoldrick, 35, Chester's, 33 34 you know there are a lot of older players in there some of whom won't be involved in the weekend but there are a lot of players in there i mean if you want to press from the front best will in the world i i, I really like david mcgoldrick but he's not the player you want is he for that yeah. kind of that kind of work and even james collins is more of a kind of physical option rather than a you know an out and out presser so yeah this is why they kind of do fade badly which is i guess what's affecting them in this second half of the season yeah good stuff seb we'll be back in a second Innovation Labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across Suffolk. Our aim is to foster innovation, entrepreneurship, business growth and the development of an AI centre of excellence in Suffolk. Monthly hot desks are available from just £79. For more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stowmarket, Ipswich, Sudbury, Woodbridge with more. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, 
you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Let's go through the stats. We all know that I love my stats, <laughs> but I don't think it, it, they really tell us much that we don't already know, Seb. Goal scored, fourth best in the league. These are home stats, by the way. So the fourth best goals scored record at home. Shots per game is pretty good. Shots on target, pretty good. Fifth in League One, second overall for big chances created home and away. Also top for big chances missed as well. So maybe that's telling for that away form. XG doesn't really tell us anything that we don't know in terms of the goals they're scoring. Uh, their home XG is the sixth best, 1.8. And they're scoring on average one, well, 1.95 goals per game. So they're converting the, the same number of chances you expect based on the quality that they're creating. Possession, again, not particularly exciting, except probably more so than you'd expect for a Paul Warren side, perhaps. Or the We're making judgments on Rotherham, are we? But yeah. Yeah, again, it's, it, we have to caveat that he's kind of, you know, he's not got what he really wants to work with at the moment, I would suggest. But the style of play, 56% position is sixth in the league, mirroring their league position. I, very, I You know, I wouldn't have thought that a Paul Warnside would have had those kind of percentage figures. He was very much playing, not percentage football, but, you know, he, he'd be happy to sit back and kind of be organised and say to teams, you know, you have the ball and try and try and break us down. So that's a bit of a surprise. 74% passing accuracy is eighth. They average 366 short passes per game, which again is sixth, mirroring their their league position. So only 68 long balls per game, which is 20th. So yeah, the, the fourth sort of least in the league, which was surprising again, given a Paul Warren side. But I guess if you've got McGoldrick up front, the game is not going to be for a centre-back to to ping a ball to him, is it? He's not that that kind of player. Eight dribbles on home on average in, in, in the home games is seconds. So they're pretty good at dribbling. I guess that's going to be very much kind of Mendes lying down the, the right-hand side, yeah. yeah. Uh, and 63% of their home shots come from within the penalty area, so they're not a side that's going to try and smash one in from, from range. Yeah, and let's, I mean, the defensive stats, again, no real surprises. These, these are the home variation of the stats. 16 goals conceded, only 16 goals conceded is the sixth best defensive record. Their home goal difference of plus 21, the fourth best, by the way, their away goal difference is minus one. So again, just illustrating that the dynamics between home and away form. You know, they're, they're not conceding too many shots to opposition teams, eight shots conceded per game, the second best in the league behind us. And their XGA is 1.04 and they're conceding 0.84 goals per game. So actually they're, they're doing better in terms of the goals you'd expect them to concede from the chances that they let the opposition have. So, you know, a, a good, fearsome away, uh, sorry, home side at this level. Certainly one that needs to be respected. Sebast, we'll respect you. Thank you, Sebastian. Thanks, um, mate. Fellow Sebastian for the super chat there. Very much appreciate that. But the thumbs up is also excellent currency for us here on Blue Monday as well. But thank you for your support. And good to have you back with us as well. Upper Town says, Tom, thanks for joining us as well. Any more bits and pieces on the stats? So I think we've been very thorough this week, haven't we? Um, worth noting, we again, we t- you mentioned first half and second half they're second in the first half home table so in terms of what their games are like at half time points wise second best in the league and then that regresses down to sixth in the second half table so we know they've got a fearsome home record anyway but 
they um definitely slacken off a little bit or tire perhaps so maybe that bodes well should we talk about let's talk about me let's talk about us seb uh not a huge amount of thought that goes into this one surely don't change it personally. I know we've we've said about pace and stuff and is it maybe a game for Jackson? Jackson was utilized very well in the home game, but given that we're six on the bounce, Hurst is scoring goals, Broadhead scoring goals, I wouldn't change a damn thing unless there's been an injury that we don't we don't know about personally. Would you change anything? Surely you keep it as it is, don't you? And if it's not working well, then at 60, 65, Jackson comes off the bench to to really kind of, you know, run at the the fullbacks and stuff, but I wouldn't change a thing personally. Yeah, I agree. I forget who mentioned the subs in the chat. It might have been Lee. Apologies if I've got that wrong. I think that's a great shout. The question for me is, Broadhead and Burns, are they up to speed having been away for international football? Didn't really play but, though, did they? They didn't, no, they didn't, but, they didn't start, not many minutes. But it's a different it's a different system. It's a different surroundings, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure they come straight back into the team, but maybe they're subbed a little bit earlier than maybe they would have been before. And a lot of chat in the Telegram group about Jackson, maybe being the game for him and the Fleetwood game, that second goal, as I mentioned, Derby caught high up the pitch. You know, pace could be our friend. And, you know, Harry Clark, perfect for that as well. So I agree with you. I think we keep it as is and... You know, George Hurst, I think, has got an important role to play, Seb, hasn't he? Yeah, very much so. You know, the the way he's playing at the moment, two and two, two completely different kind of goals, the the finish away at Bolton and then the the lovely header after a decent work moved against Shrewsbury. Yeah, he's the man in form. He's the man they wanted all summer. We know that. They could get it across the line. He's now fully fit. He's playing well. He's fully integrated into the way we're, we're playing. And yeah, I think Ladapo will still get game time. I think he might make a couple of starts in the final nine. But, you know, if, if, if Hurst starts all, all of our nine games and we saw at Pompey last year, once he gets up and running, he tends to score in streaks, doesn't he? So two in, two, two in his last two two games I know we got the one against Burnley but that was a cup game and there was some sort of dubious was it his goal or was it not so yeah hopefully he's off on a run now and and yeah he's going to be crucial because he he presses so well from the front the work he the, the amount of running he puts in is absolutely phenomenal he's not the not the biggest guy sorry he's not the not the quickest guy in the world for a, for a big man but he's you know the effort he puts in normally he's goosed by 60 70 minutes and that's when Ladapo can come on and play a, a really kind of crucial role but yeah for me if Hurst is fit then I've got no issue with him being the the main guy yeah, FBL tractor pace off the bench. He says, Neil Wilmore will tire them and hit them with speed yeah. at 70 minutes. Eric, I don't know if this is, a, I think this is a question about us cover for back two question mark. I mean, is Richard Keogh going to be on the bench against his old club? Nah, because Danassian can cover them all, can't he? Danassian yeah. can be the right back and emergency left back. And narrative, I, I said. Narrative. No, he's never kind of played. Uh, he's never kind of played in a back two. I don't think. But you know, I don't think we're going to need him. Burgess is pretty solid. Wolfenden has yeah. been excellent so far this season. So now Keogh will have to remain patient till he comes off the bench at Fleetwood and scores the 90th minute winner that clinches us the title. <laughs> More of this there's optimism. Your, there's your narrative. There's your there's your narrative. Lovely stuff. Thanks, Seb. Um, keep your thoughts coming. We'll go to predictions next. So if you want to give us your predictions on Derby Ipswich or any other crazy game in League One that might happen, Pizza Cup as well. Give us your thoughts on that one as well. But we'll go there in a second. In terms of bits and pieces of information, as always, we're brought to you in partnership with the Greyhound. Do head down there ahead of the Wickham game next week, isn't it? On Good Friday, I think. It That's is. Come around quick, isn't it? Blimey. Um, and Innovation Labs as well, our, our partners there as well. Telegram group, 
lots of exciting stuff happening in telegram right now we're trying to find ways to to make that more attractive there's a uh, a chat with um, ali from the not the top 20 podcast with ben and uh, we've got another q a coming up as well we had a meetup as well yesterday thursday night um so plenty of stuff uh, alongside seb just a myriad of chat groups and conversations happening seemingly 24 7 yeah, it's great. All these little extra videos that are getting dropped in, they just added bonuses. The main takeaway from it is the fact you can come here and have decent, reasoned, logical debates amongst fellow football fans in a multitude of different groups. So if you're not that into certain things, you can can mute certain certain other ones. The match day chat was open today and you used the Titanic meme saying it's been 84 years because it does feel like an awful long time since that match day was open. Come and get involved. It's only a uh, only a five a month. You get two weeks free trial, only a uh, only a five or a month after that it means you can avoid twitter you can avoid some of the toxicity come and join us we don't all agree on everything there are debates that go on there are disagreements that go on but it's always respectful and polite and nice and it's yeah, yeah it's a really really good place to uh to, to come and join us and and the only place that i think you can contra contribute to real-time polling as well because i think twitter is getting rid of that for unless people are verified or something crazy like that so avoid right. avoid the I was going to, I, we could swear, can't we, the batshit craziness of Twitter. There you go. I've got, I've got one in there, uh, but we always welcome folk on Telegram. And thanks to everyone who's joining us tonight as part of that community. It's, it's been really great fun for us. Merch Store has got a 20% promo until, I think it's until Sunday night. So if you want some Blue Monday merch goods, then that's where to head. Blue Monday ITFC, the URL at the top there. All the bits and pieces you need, all of our shows, all of our socials, the merch store, etc. Everything is on there. The link to join Telegram. And as always, the flagship show is back on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Get involved in the live chat there. Ben, Dave, Seb, who's, who's there, and maybe me if the ITFC Women Oxford Gamers have got some big talking points. But always good to finish the weekend off with a review. And we talking of leaving a review or I definitely offered a giveaway if someone left a compelling podcast review in our in itunes and we've got a winner step haven't we from that we'll, we need them to get in contact and decide whether they want 10 quid in our merch store or 10 quid in planet blue i probably know which i'd go for if i'm honest but do you want to explain <laughs> the winning item and and why you've picked it I've never seen this before. I presume you've picked this, haven't you? No, I'm joking. I picked this out early. Yeah, great to have some five-star reviews. Thank you. It really helps us with all the stuff that I don't understand about matrix algorithms and moving things up. So matrix. It's, yeah, it's basically science. I don't understand it. So thank you to Video Victim for leaving his very kind review. And obviously he commented that you're the best host or contributor and he figured you'd be the only person looking at that. So that's why we picked out that one. I, I like the strap line that it was better than a James Bond uh, bank holiday marathon. So yeah, Top work, top work, get in touch and, and let us know if you want the £10 Planet Blue or the £10 Blue Monday merch store voucher and Rich will sort you out. Good stuff. Thank you, Video Victim. And thank you, everyone else, as well. A good handful of reviews coming in there. Rob, I think, emailed one one as well. Someone put one in the YouTube comments. So thanks, everyone. Um, if you want to head over to iTunes, that would be the best place to do those kind of things. But as always, a thumbs up on YouTube is always good value for us as well. Right, I can put this off no longer. I'm the Sheffield Wednesday of predictions, Seb. I'm the pre- you ain't that good, mate. You ain't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. I mean, last time out was a bit of an absolute. Well, it, look at all that red. I mean, it, let's not pretend it's a vintage. Where you've you have fallen across the line. It doesn't was, matter. 
14-15 style. You've relied on everyone else losing, but you did get the only correct prediction. The one alls. I I don't know why I just don't go one all all across <laughs> all the games because that seems to be the way to go. So when was the last down, time you won? Is it like oh, four or five weeks? It doesn't matter. It's just it about does the matter because you were so happy and enjoying the oh. feature, and now this gives me real joy again in my life. That I know you'll be miserable for a <laughs> seven-minute segment every live Friday night or Thursday pre-record. So you're within two now, two two out um, rounds from taking the top spot, and we did agree, didn't we? What the essentially it's a forfeit isn't it for the loser out of us two do you remember what you agreed to yeah we were gonna print a t-shirt oh yeah yeah (laughs) can you remember i can't remember the exact details we have to print a a t-shirt with a huge face of the other person on it and are we wearing it to a game or something aren't we i think we're wearing it certainly on the pod Right, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I've got to wear it to a game as well. I, didn't, I think we should wear it to a game because on the pod you can't really see stuff because of the, the camera angle. Yeah. So I think I think a game of our choosing is wise as well. Yeah, Fleetwood. I'm going to have you wear it to Carrow Road next season. <laughs> yeah, on the pitch. And the photo yeah. definitely needs to be like a Steve-O tattoo. Yeah. Right? I'm just your biggest fan, Alan. Let's have a look at this week. Let's move it on. This positivity now from this point onwards for me. Let's have a look what we've got. We've highlighted the other teams in the automatic hunt. Barnsley, Morecambe, we're not expecting Morecambe to do us any favours. Again, similar to Derby, just shocking away from home, aren't they, Morecambe? Yeah, yeah, rubbish. I can't see Barnsley are going to do that quite comfortably, I would have thought. And Sheffield Wednesday, Lincoln, Seb, are you expecting a bounced, bounce back? Are I bounce am, more? yeah. I think they'll, they'll, they'll come back on that one. I mean, Lincoln are... Very, very good at home, aren't they? Sort of unbeaten. A lot of draws, obviously, but I can't see them going to Hillsborough and getting much at all. I think Wednesday will have that one. Lincoln, have, if I, if you, if I can, just pad for time a little bit. Apart from I, I, beating I, us, Lincoln have also beaten yeah, Barnsley, but not, I believe. Yeah, but you know, I, I'd be staggered. That that would mean two points from the last five games, wouldn't it, for Wednesday, if that happens? Two points from 15. I just, they're not oh, that man, I thought you were the optimist here. Lincoln no, I am, in. but they're not, they're not that bad. You know, I, I can't see that would oh. be a, that would be a cataclysmic drop off a cliff of form. You know, the, the, the forest green result was a shock. They showed a bit of character to fight back midweek against Cheltenham. I, I can't see anything. Part. I'm not making a stupid prediction about doing this show. Yeah. What are you going to do about or it? Anything. Yeah. No, nothing. Uh, but I, 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 yeah, Wednesday, I think for me, I think I went two nil, didn't I? I think, I think yeah, I've got straight narrow. Forward for, them for that one. I don't think it's going to be a weekend or we can claw much back, put it that way. No. Well, I, so focusing on us before we have a look at what everyone else is thinking, I, went one all early doors we did our prediction show which you can still watch where we tried to predict the results for the or the outcomes at least for the last nine and i've been pretty consistent that a point at derby is not to be sniffed at. but the more we've talked through it the more i've done research i'm i'm feeling more confident said but yeah you've you've flip-flopped I've i haven't changed. I've changed my mind as well. I had one all. That was my prediction for the show you did. But I submitted that prediction before the Peterborough game for them last week. And I just think at Pride Park, they have to really kind of win this, I think. They have to, you know, in front of their fans, they've got Peterborough absolutely hunting them down. I think they have to put on a decent display and kind of look to take the game to us and and, and beat us. And I think a side that does that, I, I, I would feel confident a hundred, 99 times out of 100 against that, you know, against that kind of side playing football against us. So, I, yeah, I revised my decision on my drive back from work. So I sent you a text and said, flip it. I think we're going to win 2-1. 
flip reverse it. Well, Mark's confident as well. Let me get the right screen up. There we go. He's going for a 3 1. We're all predicting the clean sheet run is going to come to an end, Seb. I guess it has to at some point, but it would be a real statement if we can do that. And I think oh, it sets, it could. A, Eight, sets yeah. an EFL record, I think, this season as well. If you could, eight on the bounce would be absolutely phenomenal. But yeah, I just think they, they do score goals at Pride Park. Yeah. What was it? Fifth best in the league or so. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if, you know, if, 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 if we do concede one. But we've got so many goals in the side at the moment. You know, it doesn't matter who's in those forward positions. Burns is coming back into form. Chaplin's got a hat trick against the Spurs kind of B team during the, during the close down break. He's, you know, you've got Broadhead scoring for Wales, delivering. Hurst has now got two and two. We score with Paul Warnsay. We score a set piece every other game you know there are so many goals throughout the side that we shouldn't fear anybody and yeah i can easily see us going and get a couple at bright park there you go let's see what other people have to say mark mark's 3-1 prediction is endorsed by steven he's going 3-1 anthony is going for a 1-0 and it's even given us a minute for the goal as well i'm going with anthony tomorrow so i hope he's right there you go eric clacton 2-1 to us uh, romeo is asking about the curry had a chicken tikka pathia is excellent zyka the um well the curry house of choice for Blue Monday in Ipswich. There you go, Romeo. Thank you. Uh, Neil's asked about the pizza cup. We'll come back to that in a second because you and I have had a prediction of that one as well. Michael, 2-0 to town and it's no longer a dangerous scoreline. Still waiting for both fullbacks to score in a game. Stranger things have happened. Romeo, town to win 1-0. Chappers to score. Come on, you lose. Yeah, it's been a while since. When was the last time that Chapman scored? Have I, have I overlooked something really obvious? Um, he go. scored in this run. I can't think when, though. Didn't he get a brace and got subbed off again? Yeah, in the last um, two or three. Forest was it at home? Forest Green? Yeah, Something maybe. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else have we got? 2 0 Town says, Sully, good to have you with us. Uh, any other predictions? Neil's going for 2 0. David's going 3 0. That's what I mean. We that want, would David. be a hell if, if we did that. Statement, that's a hell of a statement. Yeah. Statement. To the rest of the league, that's a proper look at us just just give us the time Ooh, if that happens you. just you know if that happens then wow chris ran go for a 2-1 as well what else have we got so pizza cup um neil here um thank god we're not in the final a huge distraction what say you said we haven't been to wembley yet yeah i'd like, like to have gone to, to to wembley i guess but yeah it, it's it's very much the the secondary kind of prize and we don't know what would have happened plymouth have kind of dropped off a little bit haven't they since their run continued to the final they've got bolton obviously at the weekend so we don't know what would have happened if we had two extra rounds of Carlink or three extra rounds of, of, of Carabao, not Carabao, what's it called? Pizza Cup um, in the last few weeks or so. So yeah, it, it'd be lovely to go to Wembley, but the eye on the prize is very much get promoted and that is plan A, B, C, D, E, G and F, isn't it? So yeah, and it doesn't the league and it's a... It doesn't count until I'm right. We've given our predictions here. I'm, right. I'm hoping for extra time. I'd quite like a two all after normal time and the whole all the way through to penalties. That would be fantastic. You're going for a Bolton win though. Yeah, I think Bolton might just might just do it. Uh, Plymouth away aren't amazing, and yeah, for some reason I've just got an inkling they might mess it up, which I hope would then maybe set them off on a little bit of a crappy run of form again as well. They've not been amazing. I know they won last time out, and they are five points clear of us. We have a game in hand, obviously, but I would yeah, just like Sunderland did. Yeah, they lost the Pizza Cup final because wasn't it recorded in the third series of Sunderland to like <laughs> yeah. die or something. And they went back, didn't they, a couple of weeks later and lost to Charlton, I think, with the last kick of the game in the playoff final. So it would be great if that kind of similar you know, thing happened and Plymouth were on a bit of a dodgy run after that and then, yeah, ended up finishing third and we'll, we'll take the title. 
Yeah, thanks for that shout, Nick. That's a, a good recollection there. FBL Tractors going nil-nil in the Peter Cup. Six red cards, <laughs> an energy-sapping pitch. Those were the days at the old Wembley, weren't they? Blimey, that old pitch. Any other mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Uh, we've got a Mark Markson, a 0-5 demolition of Derby. There we go. Um, Little Plymer taking 39,000, says Graham, our resident Plymouth expert. Enjoy your day out, Graham, if you're heading down there. I think they've got 75,000 expected for that one. That just, again, illustrates how League One is just growing. Um, and, yeah, the top six, you look at it, these teams are you know, championship teams at the very least, aren't they? So yeah. um, a good statement for league one there mark maybe rich needs to see a sports psychologist to help him with his terrible loss of prediction for him. i just need to have an easy week mark i need to find a, an easy run of games predict them all one all and but yeah if kevin minch is watching he can come and help me with my psychology <laughs> uh, any help definitely appreciated now maybe i should get chris rand and chat gpt to help me out as well with my just predictions. keep doing what you're doing mate it's all you just can do keep do what we're doing i'll put that t-shirt I feel that I feel the pressure now, so maybe that's the incentive I need to turn my form around. Well, we'll see what what happens next week. It's a long old season, um, and you're not it, you're not in top spot yet. You're not in top spot yet. So, no, um, I know, and I might not get top spot, but given that you were be? ten rounds ahead or whatever it was, and all the different metrics you made up, you're winning on pretty much every one. I've I have clawed it back week on week, and yeah, I think if you, you know, now if, if you now combine me. And Telegram yeah, that's contributions. The, the contributors that, that, are now that's winning. Bollocks. That's bollocks. The contributors are now winning. You, you, it doesn't you matter. You're not, you're, the, you're not well, part of Telegram. Well, this is, this no, is the kind we, of nonsense everyone. So you're seeing playing out. The right enemy now. of my enemy Ridiculous. is my friend, etc. So we have that's we have joined nonsense. forces against your tyrannical this is, reign. This is the kind of nonsense I have to put up with everyone. We'll see <laughs> how we get on next week. Um, and I and it's it's good because this feature was this was going to be ended, wasn't it? Um, but maybe secretly I've been sabotaging myself to keep this going as long as I can because oh I run room on a one back yeah I remember those days we'll see how we get on next week <laughs> it's turned into a little bit it's, I've I've lost I I've yeah I've lost it Mark's right Rich and a Paul it's great well, <laughs> just sit back and watch I'm on strings everyone but <laughs> That's how, that's, predictions are they they matter they're important no they don't matter at all thank you everyone who's made it all the way through um, if you want to shout out if you want another prediction now is your last chance as we do some summing up but thank you everyone for joining us really interactive great chat as always thank you to Seb for his research and thank you everyone for your insights and thoughts in the chat as well we mentioned the grey Anne, we mentioned it, innovation now is what we'll do that again come and join us on telegram match day chat open already ready for tomorrow whether you're at the game or following remotely you'll be able to see what's going on there and discuss it in great detail after the fact as well flagship show back 8 p.m on sunday night with ben in the host chair talking all the way through derby and looking ahead for wickham and we'll be back next week we'll try and figure out a double header um because we've got the Easter weekend, haven't we? And you're laughing yeah. at FBL Tractor, aren't you? Yeah, That's a brilliant comment. Yeah, FBL Tractor's just commented saying, Rich is about to do a Kevin Keegan. I would love it. He's got he's he's got to predict the Pizza Cup. And I, I tell you, I, yeah, no. Um, good stuff. Thank you, everyone. Some really um, positive chat there. Thank you to Neil. Um, thank you, everyone else. Come on, you blue, says Neil. Wilmore, three points tomorrow. We'll set up a great Easter run. FBL Tractor. Come on, you blues. Michael, great show. It's all about us. We've got to remember all about what we do from now on. Um, 
two to the Blues, says Bluey. Seb, um, final thoughts from you? Thank you, mate. Thank you for all your, your help with the stats and for hosting. And like we said last weekend, it is no longer for me to do the sign-off because you are the one doing this as the winning run continues. So I will say thank you to everybody for joining us. We will see you next week. We work out the plan for the Easter pre-match shows and I will hand back to you for the final word. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Apologies for the technical mishap as well. Got it back on track. And come on, you blues! It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.